In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. This morning, I'm going to do something a little bit different. And while most Sundays I feel an obligation to preach on the gospel of the day, this morning I want to preach on the epistle of the day. So we need to remember these epistles are here for a reason, that they were actually, it is believed before, in the early church, before we have the gospels as we have now, that in the church they read these epistles from St. Paul to a particular community or St. Paul to a particular person, in this morning's case, uh, the Apostle Timothy, and also John wrote epistles and Peter wrote epistles. And so, uh, and, and so we have this epistle here this morning. And these epistles are read in order to strengthen us and to give us advice and to teach us how to live as Orthodox Christians. So this morning, let's look at the epistle today. And also today we have this great saint, St. Haralambos, the higher martyr and wonder worker. And let's see if we can kind of use his life as a, an application of what St. Paul, Paul teaches Timothy. Now, first of all, Timothy was a fellow traveler of St. Paul and is mentioned often in the books of Acts. And many times when he's written epistles to other communities, he's also writing about St. Timothy, saying, St. Timothy, I, I sent St. Timothy to you to, to serve you, to minister you. He's a young man, respected, even though as a young man he has the authority of the church and the Holy Spirit to serve you and to minister to you. And so in this epistle, St. Paul writes to St. Timothy. Now, initially, he gives some advice. For example, he says, teach only what you've heard me, St. Paul, preach to you. Our work in the gospel and the church is easy. We don't have to make anything up. I don't have to write the Gettysburg Address every single Sunday that we give a sermon. All we need to do is hear what the fathers say and what the scriptures say and preach that. We are following this tradition of St. Paul, who says, preach what you have heard from me, and in, tur in turn, teach others to teach what I have taught you. This is the work of the church throughout the centuries of what we have here today. He also says, convey the gospel to faithful men. St. Paul says, not everyone is able or willing or blessed or worthy to teach the gospel. They need, to have, they need to be competent men and competent teachers. He says, don't waste your time, in other words, on trying to teach those who are blasphemers, those who mock the faith, because to do that is a dangerous waste of time. Sometimes people ask me, Father Michael, why don't you go down to Holly Street and State Street and go stand on a soapbox and preach the gospel? Like, like we, have, we see other people in downtown Bellingham uh, does. Why don't we do that? Because that's not, a, that's not a tradition of the Orthodox Church. We preach the gospel for sure, but we don't go. It's because we're following St. Paul's example that we preach to people who want to hear and who have the intention of wanting to hear. And the primary place to hear the gospel preached is not at Holly Street and State Street, but where is it? right here in this church, and specifically at this time, 10 o'clock 
on Sunday mornings when the church gathers as a people in order to receive the body and blood of Christ as the ecclesia, as the gathering. And this is where St. Paul preached to the churches and St. Timothy preached to the churches and St. Haralambo preached and preached the gospel inside the church. We need to be worthy to hear the Holy Gospel. In fact, in Orthros, I wish more of you would come to Orthros. We have more and more people coming as we go. Before the priest reads the gospel, he says, we pray, we beseech to God that we may be found worthy to hear the Holy Gospel. So it takes a little preparation. It takes humility. It takes your attention. It takes your focus and intentional hearing. Also, we say... Let us stand, let us arise. Sophia Orthi, Akusaman to Evangelio, let us hear the Holy Gospel. It's not talking so much of our bodies to stand up and arise. We do that, but we stand up in our bodies so that our soul can be opened to hear the Holy Gospel. And furthermore, then this is the part we want to go to today. St. Paul says, Share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier on duty gets tangled up in civilian pursuits since his aim is to satisfy the one, that would be the general, but in our purpose, Christ, who, enlist, who, who, list, who enlisted him. Um, share in the suffering as a good soldier of Christ. Think about this. Our church, Orthodox Christianity, in an oxymoronic way, is a martial art. We are called to be soldiers and do the work of soldiers. It's oxymoronic because we are soldiers not to go and make war and to do violence. We are soldiers of peace. And we're here to, to spread good news and to go into territories and spread hope and joy and, the ministry of, and this ministry of salvation. We are soldiers in Christ, St. Paul is saying to Timothy. And then he says... Share in the suffering. This is a very interesting Greek word. Sin, kako, pathison. Sin means with, pathison means suffer with, and kako means the bad stuff, the evil, the hardship, the sacramata sometimes that we have to put up with gospels, the hard things, the suffering, the pain, the being away from home, everything, we should suffer with each other as brothers in arms, as if we are like soldiers in World War II who are suffering in a foxhole because they have a common purpose and a common goal. St. Paul uses this military metaphor to teach us Christians that we are on a mission, a rescue mission to rescue people from the enemy, from captivity to the evil one, and to lead us through the battlefield, through the landmines, through to freedom in Christ. And so this is the lifestyle of an apostle. It is as a soldier. Now soldiers need to pay attention. Speaking of landmines, soldiers need to not, cannot dally. They cannot be inattentive. They cannot be a coward. They cannot fall for booby traps. I had to look up what this word booby trap meant. The word booby comes from the word baby. Booby traps are those set for those who are not paying attention, who are naive to the battlefield and to all the things that can happen, and to pay attention and do our job. 
We as Christians, we Orthodox Christians in this parish, we cannot be babies. We need to be full, serious adults, also soldiers in Christ, on a mission to share the love of Christ among us all here and to invite those to come in to share our fellowship and to hear the gospel preached and the good news in a sound and normal way. You don't know what you're going to get on the street. Most of the people preaching on the street are going to tell you that you're going to go to hell if you don't agree with what they're saying in the way that they're saying it. We preach in a way that is normal, that is balanced, that is sound. If I'm not preaching something sound and balanced and, you know, and normal, you know what you're going to do? I hope you will go do it. You're going to call the bishop on the phone and say, Father Michael has lost his marbles. Please send help, right? We are a church where we are accountable. And then St. Paul says to remember this mission. Remember Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead as I preach to you. Remember Jesus Christ. This is what marks a Christian as a Christian. That Jesus Christ is God who became man, who died, and who rose from the dead on the third day. Now already at St. Paul's time, there are people who are preaching something different. They said Jesus was God, and then he took on the form of a man, and then when he was on the cross, he, he, got, he came and became God again, because they could not see the, of, God, of God taking on, really taking on flesh and being crucified, and dying on the cross and rising again. This is what we Orthodox Christians teach. This is our weapon against the lies of the evil one, and the way that we go back to our life, a true life in God with the heavenly kingdom. Now, is it possible to apply this life? Do we have examples of how this is lived? We have many examples. We have Saint Sophia, we have all the saints around us, and we have the saint today, especially Saint Haralambos, who lived in the 200s. He lived at the time of his martyrdom. He was over 100 years old. He was a bishop for a long time, spreading the gospel all over the place. And he, and he uh, came to the attention of the military commander and who in turn gave his attention to the local governor of the area. And so they arrested St. Haralambos, who is a bishop. That's what we call him, a higher martyr. A higher martyr is a bishop who is a martyr. And he arrested him and he sent two torturers to go and torture him. And I won't mention the methods and means of torture because we have children in the room it is awful. But this is the important part. St. Haralambos, when he was being tortured, he turned and he thanked his tormentors. He said, I thank you, my brothers, that you have restored my spirit. You have given me new life, which longs to pass over this life to a new and everlasting life. Now think about that, that he's able to thank his torturers. This shows discipline. This shows a life of seeking, a life of preparation. This is something that we could say he did not learn over at one time, but he was prepared for this moment because martyrdom and being willing to be martyred is not something that comes as an impulse. It's something that comes as a habit that is learned through discipline, through military-like discipline. And you know what happened when they, these two soldiers saw St. Haralambos accepting, th thanking them and accepting this torture? 
it says that the two torturers repented. And they, they became Christians. And when they, they confessed Christ, and at that very moment, they were beheaded by the military commander. And we commemorate these two saints today. Actually, they're in your bulletin. The saints Vaptos and Porfirios. Right? So they also are commemorated on this day, this morning. Now it says that this, uh, the commander then himself seized the torturer's tools and personally began to work on the saint, but suddenly his forearms, the, the commander, became cut off as if by a sword. And it says that Lucian, this, uh, this military commander was so moved and troubled that he begged St. Haralambos for forgiveness and St. Haralambos then prayed for the soul of this man who just earlier was torturing him, as Christ did on the cross for those who were torturing him. And it says that his prayers were answered and this man was healed. And it says at that moment, this military commander asked to be baptized as a Christian. And so, I don't know what the governor was thinking, but he was not moved. And he... He reported these things to the emperor, the name Septimus Severus, who is, in, who is nearby in Asia Minor in Antioch. And the emperor ordered the saint to be brought to him. And so it says that, um, the, first of all, the, these other soldiers twisted a rope, his, uh, his beard into a rope, and pulled him by his, rope, by his beard many miles to go see the emperor. The emperor ordered the, the uh, saint to be tortured more severely, but God protected the saint uh, through uh, this, this torture so that he was remained unharmed. And another person, another witness seeing this happen was a, per, a person named Galena, who was the daughter of the Roman Emperor Septimus Severus. And she saw this and she asked to be baptized. So you can see when there is a saint who is prepared and who is trained and who is, lives this military-like life, that this life spreads the, the gospel, spreads victory without weapons, but only with love and sacrifice. And this is how the, the gospel was spread throughout the history of the church. Now, you're, now the, the final question you're going to be as, asking, that's St. Horalimbos. But is that possible for all of us in this room? And the question is, yes, of course. But it's not going to happen by accident. It has to take some of that love to committing to a new lifestyle, a beautiful lifestyle, getting tough. As St. Paul says, that soldiers don't get entangled in the nonsense of the world, but they focus on pleasing the one who enlisted him. That is pleasing our Lord Jesus Christ, suffering for his sake, enduring this life of hardship and also a life of intermittent joy, but yes, of hardship in order to be with him in our kingdom of heaven, to put up with each other, I say this often, and to be steadfast in our commitment to our church and to our Lord and to the body of Christ, to receive his body and blood worthily, to hear the gospel as worthy people, so that we may be saved and placed among the righteous.